0: Welcome into this special episode of Hoop and Holler. I'm Eddie Sun, joined by Reagan Griffin Jr., Julio Martinez, and Cameron Lewis. This is an episode that, um, if we could, we wish we wouldn't be doing, but unfortunately, it's timely, and, um, I'm sure you guys have all heard by now the the tragic passing of Kobe Bryant, and I think it's appropriate that we're here to collect our thoughts, um, share emotions, um, Kind of have like a cathartic release of the things that uh that that and we can tell all that made um Kobe mean so much to us from a basketball standpoint, from just a life standpoint, you know everything and I think I just want to start off by saying when I woke up yesterday and actually Reagan woke me up with the news, it was um initially almost too shocking to believe like you know of course I didn't want to. I didn't want to believe in it. And then at that point, it was only reported on TMZ. So there was still some sort of sliver of hope that it was like a rumor, it was some sort of false, false reporting. But, you know, as more and more people came out with their emotions, and, and this was nearly everyone from actors to athletes to artists to, you know, prominent politicians, everyone, once they start coming out with reactions and sharing their emotions, you know, it kind of dawned on me that I've never seen another person that united united so many people in their collective emotions as much and to me it was saddening but it was also a moment that i think we can celebrate that there's rarely people that are as captivating and uniting and and as big of a cultural force as kobe is and i think just that that, that's how i'd like to start off i'm
1: wondering around the table what you guys think and and that that's the uh Epitome of the greatness of Kobe, um, and I think before we really get into it, we should also mention, you know, rest in peace to Alyssa Alto, Altobelli, John Altobelli, Carrie Altobelli, Chris or Christina Mauser, Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester, Ara Zobayan. Um, there were other victims here. Obviously, it's a basketball podcast, so. The primary focus is going to be Kobe and Gianna, but mm-hmm. uh, prayers out to the families, the other families that were affected by this tragedy as well. But yeah, that was the um, that was the epitome of the greatness of Kobe Bryant is that how, you know, regardless of what race, creed, gender, you know, religious background, what what have you, he was one of the very few people that could unite just about everyone. Um, and it's unfortunate that it took his, his, his passing to really, for people to really get a grasp on that. But it still really hasn't hit me yet it's to think that that man's no longer walking the earth it's just beyond me at this point I, It's it, it still does not feel real still doesn't feel real
2: um yeah um, I, I mean when I hear somebody say you know Kobe was involved in a deadly you know helicopter accident um, whether it be news reporters uh, sportscasters on ESPN, Fox Sports Radio, whatever. Um, it just it doesn't sound real. Um, it doesn't sound right. Um, and I'm so glad to say that I've met Kobe twice. Um, he signed my jersey uh, at a Kobe camp. And I'll always tell this story. The Probably the greatest memory I have of him is um, It was picture day at Kobe camp And they told us he was the X And all the cir- It was tape on the ground He was the X was, There was one X And circles all around it um, And they told us You guys are the circles Go as you please I sprinted I swear Faster than Usain Bolt <laughs> To sit next to that ex and when he got to me, I just said you're my idol And the thing about him is Is not it's not just about basketball is what I wrote in my Instagram post yesterday He he just always talked about perseverance so when I say and when players say You know look up to Kobe you search him up you YouTube him It's not only for his highlights, it's it's for his interviews, his talks, his words, his mind to try to grasp not only like the Mamba mentality, but the intelligence this man spoke with and lived by. He. And I didn't even prepare my words today because, I mean, I could spend a million days trying to prepare and I just I couldn't. Um, But he took that. Drive to be the best not only on the basketball floor But two years after he retires he wins an Oscar He took he took it as a father And um, I think the biggest Thing he did for me at least was um, I would watch uh, The Muse documentary over and over um, And there was another uh, interview he would talk about where he would wake up at three train from four to six go home eat rest train from nine to eleven go home rest two to four go home rest seven to nine like what is that what that's that's an insane amount of work ethic and you can call him cocky arrogant all you want that confidence does not breed from cock cockiness or arrogance that confidence breeds from your his his ability to prepare and just know He was more prepared than you and You know when I was younger in high school, I had a I had a 24-hour fitness pass Um, And for many people that you know, aren't from the la area, but there's sand dunes that nba players go workout in manhattan beach And they close it down after, I want to say, 9 p.m. After I would finish my homework every night. i do this every other, like, two days or so. I'd go to Manhattan Beach around midnight, sneak in, and work. And you know who I'd be listening to? I'd be listening to Kobe interviews while I work out. A 24-hour fitness pass. I'd wake up four or five in the morning go before school and after school after practice after finishing my homework after eating i'd go around you know 11 11 to 1 a.m on school nights he just taught me you have to work for everything you do and if you love your craft it'll take you all the way and um last thing he i think the most important thing he says um is having a curious mind curiosity drives um, true, pure curiosity drives passion and work ethic, and that's just what he had. When he told people he was going to be the best player to ever play the game, better than Michael Jordan, again, it's not cockiness or arrogance, he just knew he was going to work harder than everyone. So, yeah, that's what I have to say.
3: Okay. Um, yeah, like who said, I didn't write any thoughts down. Um, I'm not really trying to make this any more emotional than it is, but um, for me, um, my dad passed when I was eight, and it was just me and my mom. I was really lost. Um, I never really played sports growing up, but just the bond that I had with my grandfather and my dad. I was always around sports, but up until that time when my dad passed, it was really all football so um like shortly after my dad passed like late may like the week before my birthday and my grandfather and my great aunt his sister are just big laker fans grew up watching magic and elgin bella all those guys and they just turned me to kobe and like i said it was like a week after um, my dad passed in 2010 um I had seen Kobe a couple times before then, but that's when I actually, like, really started to watch him. And he, after my father passed, he was really just, like, my father figure. And that's why I'm, like, so emotional today. I felt like I lost my dad all over again. I'm really lost. Like I said, I never grew up playing sports, but I was always around it. Um, After watching Kobe for several years, I fell in love with basketball, but it was just too late for me to, like, get into it playing it and stuff so I found a different side of basketball front office side I fell in love with that and I was just walking here reflecting and I just think about all my friends and family that really don't understand how much Kobe means to me and when I found my passion for basketball it was just like and I guess the I guess you can call it over the top but like Kobe was just like my dad and from that day forward I after the first time I seen him I just like Julio said Kobe always preached finding what you want, wanted to do and just putting your all into that and if it wasn't your passion and you didn't give it y'all you're basically cheating yourself and when I woke up yesterday um I opened Twitter and that was like the first thing I saw and I mean for me Kobe was my superhero and I know this is like really unrealistic but I never thought I would see a day where Kobe Bryant actually died. Like, if somebody was to tell me Kobe Bryant got into a plane crash, I 100% would believe that he survived. I just never saw this day coming, and it just hit me. I saw the tweet yesterday. I was like, okay, TMZ got hacked. This is fake. But, of course, there was a part of my childhood that was like, okay, let me go check. And once I saw all the reports, I just broke down. I cried. The whole day yesterday I went to Staples I broke down This is like The worst feeling I've had in t- 10 years I, I don't Know where to go from here But Give it back to you Eddie Ray,
0: and do you have A personal story
3: About Kobe You'd like to share Um,
1: I mean it really just It goes I, I You know Played sports from the time I was 5 years old But I was always a football Basketball Track and field guy But as it came to basketball Which was really my dad's passion, so my dad, having been the person to get me into sports, that was really the 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 catalyst I'd say Kobe Bryant was the person was the reason that I am as into sports as I am today, even though I'm more into football than I am to basketball. Kobe Bryant is one of the few men outside of my family that I can honestly say I look up to, and that's not a product of you know. You know me knowing him personally, but just me knowing the type of person that he was. Um, when I played basketball, I always wore number twenty four. Um, I wanted to be like him, um, not just on the court, but off the court. I, you know, you know this as well as anyone, Eddie. When I when I, the way I approach, you know, just about anything, it's that it's a competition, and I'm trying to win, and I hate losing, and that stems from Kobe Bryant. In you know that mentality that was instilled for me in a young age by my father which was you know he was the person that he'd point to would be Kobe Bryant that's what you want to aspire to be um, And I think I speak for all of us here when we say there's a little bit of Kobe Bryant in every one of us in that that's like people from our generation that was the person that we looked up to mm-hmm. in the sports world um, and you know obviously he came with with flaws all people do but you know, at the end of the day, I, I think, like I said in the beginning, or like you said in the beginning of the episode, Eddie, this universal response, out of pure, unadulterated respect for this man, from all across the board, across the across the globe, it speaks to the greatness that existed within him, and it's it, it it's surreal that this that that he's gone,
2: Mike uh Mike Brain. Um, he called the Knicks and Nets game yesterday He tells a story when He was in Beijing He had an NBA hoodie on um, A taxi driver Pulls aside on the street He's on the sidewalk And he asks him You know he he, context, he had a very broken English um, Obviously Couldn't speak eloquently um, In English but he asked Mike Brain with the NBA hoodie on NBA And he said Yeah Yeah Like I'm connected to the NBA But I don't play Kobe You know You know him And he was like Yeah I've interviewed him A couple times And the man just starts crying From just Not even That's not Kobe That's a man that knows Kobe Not even close friends with Just knows him And the man starts crying And um, I just wanted to tell that story Really quick But um also, when I was a kid, I would uh um in the court uh that I had in my front yard, all I would do was situational shots when I was when I was really young. I'd go five, four, three, two one turnaround jumper, and if I missed, I'd go search up on YouTube, you know, after losses that Kobe or the Lakers had whether it was shots he missed or whatever, and see how he reacted and go out and pretend I was Kobe. React like he did and then, you know, get into that mindset where, like, on to the next one and then do it over again. And if I missed again, you know, I'd copy the words he say, mimic the way he walks, everything, and then I'd make it and I'd do all the things he did when he hit game winners Or, you know, when he won the championship against Boston, he stood on the on the table. I stood on my kitchen table um, against the Suns when he hit that game winner. He put his jersey to the side. I would do that. Um, Another one against the Suns where he goes like this, his fists up in the air. I would do that. I would just try to mimic him in every way possible. And it's not only basketball players that can mimic him is people in all aspects of life, which is why Eddie mentioned um, it wasn't just basketball fans, it was actors, um, and every it, it doesn't matter what your field is, everyone can take a lesson out of Kobe Bryant, um, and, you know, it, it's just tragic to see, you know, his second act in life, aside from basketball, might have just been even greater, which is insane to say, you know, a lot of guys, um, and not to ridicule this, but, you know, they go to media, they go to broadcast, um, or you buy a stake in a team and you have a role as basketball operations, whatever it is, not Kobe. That man wanted to be a father and prove to people that he's something bigger than basketball. Um, and it's just, it's incredible to see. Um, and just everything he he. Did accomplish outside of basketball and was going to accomplish um, further in his uh, post career.
1: That that that's that's to me the real tragedy of it is that we don't get to see that and Kobe didn't get to experience experience that because Julio, I'm sure you know as well as anyone else, getting to the NBA that is a you know lifelong process that go like many hours goes into that. And once he got to the NBA, that consumed his life because that's what he was aspiring to be, the greatest basketball player who ever lived. And it was just three years after his retirement that he was just getting into the next phase of his life where basketball didn't consume everything he did. And he didn't get to experience that. And that that that's heartbreaking to think that that man who gave so many basketball fans you know, a ray of hope, a hero, uh, a figure that people could aspire to be,
2: didn't get to live beyond that and uh um I'm sorry I just keep going back to stories but um but so I went to two high schools um the first high school I played at uh had me on uh you know JV my first year um my second year as a sophomore I was even even more frustrated um you know, I, I just wanted to be I, I just wanted to be great, and I and I knew that you know you have to be at var, on varsity at some point, point. Um, and you know Kobe really you know I wanted to be as great as him, and you know develop that attitude of never give up. I ended up transferring, um, even still uh, out of out of junior year um, at my new school. I did well my junior year on varsity, um, the team we had, but I still didn't have any um, offers. Um, but then summer going into my senior year, that's when everything paid off. And I just his, his you know his career you know he didn't play a lot his first two years that series against the Jazz he had you know four four or five air balls, um, and it 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 just lets you know that you should never be rattled because as long as you prepare harder than everybody, you will be rewarded. And, you know, going into my senior year and during my senior year, that's when I finally, you know, got looks and offers from Army at West Point. Um, I got a strong look from Brown University. Um, You know, mid-major D1 schools. Um, But, man, it just... It, that attitude just it it just helped me propel myself to levels where I wasn't obviously projected to be at the beginning of you know my high school career or whatever um but when when you develop that mindset it's it's just something that's unbeatable it's unbeatable you you can't you you can't even explain it in words um and you know he lived by that code when rookies get drafted They say, oh, I'm going to work hard, you know, I'm going to be in the gym. And, of course, you got to work hard to be in the NBA. you got to work harder than – you're 1%, 2% of the world, right? But he was the 1% of the 1%. And people – I feel like athletes, yes, they do work hard in the NBA. But in comparison to Kobe, it's not in day difference. And, you know, a lot of people can talk that talk when they get drafted or – and they get interviewed but kobe was actually about that and it's just it was just insane to see you know the, for the games i went to and I, i'm just so glad i you know i experienced those moments at the kobe camp i, I went to the two championship parades in 09 and 10 um it was I yeah i'm just a for words yeah um Yeah I think we all have our
3: stories and moments Um, but one thing that really resonated with me throughout yesterday and it's probably my favorite commercial ever and it just described Kobe perfectly Um, the Nike commercial with Kanye West and Kanye just acts um, I don't remember the exact words but he's like "Um, what more do you want from me and Kobe's like more and Kanye's like, how many more records can my records break? And Kobe's like, more records. And he's like, at the end, he's basically like, are you a different animal or the same beast or something? like? I don't remember the exact thing, but Kobe just always had that extra gear that Julio talked about. And not just in comparison to basketball players. I know a lot of hardworking people. I don't think I've ever seen somebody work as hard as Kobe Bryant. Like from rupturing his Achilles, trying to get back into doing that. I've never seen a player even do anything close to 10 the Achilles after putting that team on his back for the whole season. At the end of that season, fighting for the AC, playing like 40, 40 minutes a night, not sitting, maybe sit for 30 seconds for a timeout or something. And he ruptures the Achilles and he walks on his own, hits two free throws and just walks off the court by himself. I've never seen anybody have that mentality in any profession at all. And to have a person like that, that I looked up to and wanted to be as mentally strong as, and just work as hard as Kobe, it just tears me apart. Like, I feel like my childhood is just wiped away.
1: Um, and on that, that note of just how, how obsessive he was about working, I remember watching this YouTube video and it was this player, he was telling a story about Kobe. And they, were, the, the Lakers were in, I forget the player and I forget the team, but the Lakers were in that particular city to play a game that night. And the player, knowing that he was going to have to guard Kobe, he said, okay, let me get into the gym, leave put up some extra shots. Uh, let me get ready for this. He goes into the gym. Guess who's already in the gym putting up shots?
2: That was Jay Williams. Kobe was drenched in sweat. was drenched
1: in sweat, had been in there for hours clearly, Already putting up shots. So Jay Williams does what? One, two-hour workout. He's at there grinding, puts in a lot of time, steps off the court. Guess who's still putting up shots? Kobe Bryant. And he just sits there, and he watches him for, you know, another good 30, 45 minutes, still putting up shots. And he's just, you know, he's baffled by how how hard this guy works. So after the game that night, he drops like 40 points on his head, and he just asked Kobe he's like, man how, how how can you you know be so obsessive about this?" And Kobe said, "Well, I saw you coming to the gym, and I wanted to let you know that no matter how hard you're willing to work, I'm always willing to go a one step further and that and it's that defines Kobe Bryant to me It's just no matter how hard in a mama mentality for that matter. No matter how hard anyone is willing to work, you are always willing to go that extra mile to achieve your goal. And he instilled that in so many people and he inspired so many people. And I'm not sure many people can be as obsessive about anything as Kobe Bryant was at being the best, but to even get people to work a little bit harder than they would have, to try to be a little bit better than they would have. To instill that in so many people, like Kobe Bryant did, that is your legacy and that's mm-hmm. greatness. So it, it hurts and it still stings and it's gonna sting for a long time that he's no longer with us. But in a way, I, he's always gonna be here just on the effect that he had on such a large amount of people.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't take advantage of any ounce of natural talent that he possessed. He he consistently talked about you know, being at peace once he retired because he knew he knew he left it all out there on the court. And if, you know, there's images on Google where, you know, it details, like, every injury to every body part he's ever had. And it's just insane. Cam- Cameron touched on this with the Achilles rupture. It's just insane the, the things that his body went through and the things he was still able to accomplish. And, you know, Jerry Colangelo, the the um, the person who runs you know USA basketball he he tells a story that um, you know for the 20, uh, 2008 Olympics um, before practice Kobe would get a lift and a basketball workout in and then after practice he would get he would get another workout in and by the after the first week of, of coaches and Jerry um, noticing that, they made it a normal regimen for all players mm. um, to do that. You have LeBron, D Wade, Carlos Boo, Melo, all these guys. All the Dwight have all these Ball. guys, following in Kobe's footsteps, and even still, outside of those normal, now normal, quote unquote, regimens that all players were, uh, you know, now mandated to do, he did even extra on top of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just it's laughable how how passionate he was and how serious he took it um yeah
0: Um, personally basketball and professional sports wasn't something that I think for most people was passed down you know as part of like their family lineage and I think that's why Kobe has a very particular relationship and a really uh, and I view Kobe in a very um unique light where it's um on, on previous podcasts I talk about and, you know, I sat at a table of, you know, three Laker fans who obviously grew up with Kobe, but I think I can say that almost everyone in our generation grew up knowing Kobe as the name and Kobe as the face of the NBA. And for me, it was back in 2007, 2008, when I didn't know anything about basketball. But my grandpa, who who's from China and, and who spent most of his life in China. Um, Not not really exposed to NBA basketball, but just watched enough of it to know that he liked it And he liked the spurs, but you know, he liked kobe over everything And so when he first introduced me to the NBA and, and I sat in front of a tv and I think it was the 2008 finals The first thing I knew about the NBA was that kobe bryant was transcendent. He was, you know amazing He was supposed to be this player that was above you know, mortality above like just normal human being like level of person. And so really um, for the first uh, many years where I didn't, I wasn't really an NBA fan, but I paid attention to NBA basketball. I can honestly say that I was a Kobe fan because he was the only player that I knew. And I think it's crazy that this was a player that all of us starting from our childhood kind of grew up with and idolized and we just knew that he was a staple of basketball and pop culture. And we knew that he was a name that everyone knew. And it's that he was supposed to be the player that we all kind of grew old with or developed with. You know, he was supposed to be at the stadium, you know, he like kind of aging, but then always there doing interviews. You know, he was supposed to be like candid in his, I guess, second life outside of basketball. Um, he was supposed to be the figure that, um, kind of I guess stayed with us and um and, and, and could be kinda of like the speaker to, to, to what basketball was like in, you know, the two thousands and the early two thousand tens. And it's um it is it is surreal that that figure, that the iconic figure that is Kobe Bryant, is is um he can't you know, he he can't speak for us anymore. And yeah. and it's hard for us to speak about him like I know we we are trying our best to share all the personal stories and, and how impactful he was to us but for future generations and and even people that are just growing up now in in this age of NBA basketball without Kobe there it's it's hard to imagine it's hard to imagine how we would describe you know who he was and and how he embodied a certain culture you I'm, know during yeah. those years
2: I mean when you think of uh, yeah greatest players of all time, MJ alive, Magic alive, Who's Kareem, there? Bill Russell. The only one, you know, uh, him maybe, and Wilt. That's Walt, it. Yeah, yeah. And you, th- TD Tim Duncan. Um, you know, Steph is still playing. Um, Magic, Karl Malone. everybody mm. is still enjoying their life. Shaq, Charles, every, everybody, and not. Not Kobe. Um, and the thing, the first thing I thought about um, when I could finally have some thoughts on this, because I, f- I froze for, you know, for an hour or two. Um, and the first thought that came to my mind was once I knew his daughter uh, was in there too, was uh, just how tight he was probably. Holding her mm-hmm. telling her it, it's okay, it's okay. You know, I, I have a little sister who's uh, who just turned nine um, and you know, I spend so much time uh, you know, we do drills at the park, uh, dribbling drills, shooting drills. and she just she reminds me of Gianna because she's tall. Lanky, long arms, long legs, um, kind of like unorthodox movements, but you know, skilled, skilled, more skilled than you know her her counterparts, or her peers, um, and it just, it just makes you think like, man, if like Eddie was talking about this, if if Kobe can go, man, any one of us could go, mm-hmm. like, it, and the. If I had my little sister in that helicopter, I I wouldn't even know. I I would hug her so tight and tell her I love you. And it, it's just so bad. It's so bad. And she, you know, even talking about her potential, Gianna. She, I mean, she was doing fadeaways, and it's just insane. Um, and it, it's funny because Kobe talks about, um, you know. People in public like, oh, when are you going to have a kid? And she always steps up like, no, no, no. When are you going to have a boy? No, ain't no need for no boy. That's me. Mm -hmm. I'm the next. I'm next. Mm -hmm. So she had that confidence that Kobe probably instilled in her. And it's it's just so tragic. It's so tragic. It's so unfortunate. Like, she didn't even, she's barely a teenager, man. Like, come on.
3: Yeah, um, Julio um stated that perfectly that after I finally got all of my emotions out the way and thought about the people who have been impacted by this even more than me obviously Gianna and you know how Kobe probably held her or not even probably I, I know for sure he held her and however long it was before that plane touched down I, I know he tried to do his best to comfort her but um what really related to me the most, um, like I said, my father passed when I was eight. I just really feel for Vanessa just growing up, seeing my mom as a single parent, um, just me and her. Vanessa not only lost her best friend, her husband, who she's been with since she was 17, but she lost a daughter. Mm-hmm. She has three other children. And I, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, Yeah. I mean, it's it's... I don't even have, like... There's no words to even bring comfort to her situation, and I I just feel for her, the kids. That, that's just a situation you wouldn't just even think about happening, like just out of nowhere, just a complete shock. Yeah,
1: and that that was the 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 really the 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 saddest part of it is how just shocking <clears throat> shocking it was for everyone, because when when people pass, it tends to be there's at least some sort of there's some sort of warning. You know, David Stern is in the hospital for a little while. We kind of see he's older. He's not of great health anymore. These things don't just happen to people like Kobe Bryant so suddenly. And, you know, even, even Michael Jackson, there was time where it was like he was in the hospital for a while. He might make it, just Kobe was an instant.
3: Yeah. And I was talking to a friend about that yesterday. Of course, we don't, you know, want to wish pain or slow death on anybody, Mm -hmm. but, most situations, you you know, th- like you said, there's a warning. There's a, a time for you to actually get to that realization, understand what's happening. But, mm-hmm. like I I mean, 24 hours before he died, he was being honored all week because right. LeBron had just passed him up on the tweeted scoring. the night
1: before, didn't he? Mm-hmm. The night before, it wasn't Instagram even, post. Yeah. Sharif was maybe a full 12 hours. Sharif O'Neal uh, had a post where he said. Kobe had literally messaged him that morning. They had like reached out to him Yeah, that morning, and mm-hmm. it's just it's just wild how, how you know things can happen so suddenly. And on that point, I've had relatives pass, and I, I'm sure uh, a lot of people have. And when it happens, it takes you into a, a state of really introspection and understanding of you know how fragile life is, and. It makes you have a greater appreciation for the people around you so when those tragedies happen to individual people it, we usually see that introspection in small pockets you know for that family but for a guy who was as transcendently popular as Kobe Bryant I think that worldwide we had that that mm-hmm. sort of introspection yep. of how you know suddenly people can just be gone and I see Instagram posts uh Snapchat posts Twitter posts from Everyone talking about Hey man Hug your loved ones today Tell them you love them Make sure that they know That they're appreciated And it's like That And like We all lost somebody Extremely important to us And You know It's it's for For one person to have That great of an effect It's It's remarkable And it's tragic At the same time Yep. Yeah Perfectly Um,
3: Perfectly stated Please Please Hug your loved ones there's anything going on, beef, arguing, please just put it to the side. Like, life is too short. Reagan stated that perfectly and on a on a lighter note, but still more serious note. Um, we're sitting here today because Kobe Bryant, not just a basketball player, but the man off the court, everything that he embodied affected us. And as a sports fanatic, I grew up a Kobe stand. I didn't see Kobe doing any wrong in my eyes. And because of that and because of the rivalry that Not those two guys, but that the fans created between Kobe and LeBron. Mm. I grew up having a, a, a big hate for LeBron. And, I mean, finally as I got older, and this is not even like as a teenager, this is like recent, like three years ago, I finally started to appreciate LeBron. But, I mean, robberies aside, like I mean, just realize that these people are humans as well and appreciate them while you don't have them. I have a lot of friends that were not Kobe fans, but yesterday like, they were so affected because even though, you know, the rivalry affected that because they were LeBron fans or like this one or that one, they were affected because believe it or not, they were still their childhood. So, mm-hmm. if you're a sports fanatic, like we all love basketball and, and there's an all-time great and you're just not appreciating them for whatever reason, take the time and appreciate it. Not just because they're all-time great athletes and talented basketball players and we'll probably never see what they do again, but you just never know when they're gone. Never know.
2: ESPN just announced it's going to air Kobe's yeah. last game yeah. tonight yeah. at uh, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Yeah. So I'll be tuned in to watch that. No doubt. Yeah. that
1: That's to me because I think for a lot of people it was the 08 finals that really, you know, that's my first basketball memory or Same. my first memory of, like, really watching the game yeah. and being into it. Um so growing up I didn't really have too many of those experiences with Kobe, but that sixty point game was the the really the only time that I had something truly great that I was able to truly grasp in the moment it was like, wow, look how amazingly talented this person is. And
2: it's it is funny. Um Drew Holiday was speaking about this too. Um, you know, when he tore his rotator cuff while he was posting up, and then he fades away with his left hand. Mm. Who does that Mm -hmm. and then against the Mavericks in the left corner turns around last second shot left hand boom What it's it's insane the the how skillful he was that that's why that's the that's the It's the most thing like I appreciate the most about NBA players. Those are my favorite NBA players the people who work the most diligently and just don't rely on their athletic talent Mm. that's why I love Kyrie that's why I love Kobe and Kobe was the epitome of that that he just he knew he had everything in his arsenal LeBron was speaking about that he had no weakness in his game he had zero weakness Mm -hmm. and I mean if you want to um you know yeah he wasn't the best three-point shooter but it you know, if he came up today, he'd be a better three-point shooter, and he'd, he'd still
1: kill the you. Best, he'd He's, have been the best. He'd
2: still apparently. kill you in the mid-range, um, and you know, we can talk about you know our favorite moments of Kobe all day long, but is 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 more than is deeper than basketball, Way for deeper. sure, for sure. Way deeper.
0: I guess um, I, I just wanted to wrap it up on a note of all the tributes by nba players and teams to that matter to kobe yesterday eight second violations um 24 second violations obviously to his numbers and then you know players like trey young coming out with the number eight jersey and then going out and dropping 45 points and um was it 15 assists a lot
1: of A lot of those guys were very
0: visibly affected. Mm -hmm. We saw Bradley Beal.
2: Him and Devin Booker both shot 24 field goal attempts. Mm
0: -hmm. And combined for 81 points. points. And usually I'm the type of person to think that, you know, we're just reaching for coincidences. But that's almost, you know, poetic. Too
2: too eerie. And uh, Trey Young is the first player to drop a 45 double-double since Kobe. Since Kobe, 2006 against Mm -hmm. the Wizards. Yeah. And too.
0: then you Reagan, you were talking about players emotional. Yeah. We saw Tyson Chandler emotional on the bench. Austin Rivers, like
1: these Bradley Beale, yeah. Touched so so many people and Man, inspired so Kyrie so, so many couldn't people. even he couldn't even he left.
3: No. Like he, he like I the only thing I can really think of that simulated this is when Michael Jackson died and every musician, mm-hmm. every artist in the music industry, no matter the genre, was affected by that. Because mm-hmm. that that was their role model in this generation, every player
1: came, came up be, looking
0: yeah. at Kobe. Yeah, All, like, like like to your point, Cam. I think for the majority of these players, and, and even some of the younger players coming up now, like yeah. the Trey Youngs, right? Kobe is their idol, and so it, it's it's um again, it's tragic that, and and it's really too soon that you have players in the league right now that are nineteen twenty, that have lost the 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 basketball person and just the figure in general that they looked up to it's 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 really a lot to grasp with and of course just given that um it's barely been 24 hours we'll see more and more stories you know more and more documentaries more more interviews more um just more pieces about how everyone across the athletic and and pop culture and and artists like everyone is going to share about how he defined and how he how he changed culture you know when given his playing days and i think it'll be fascinating to it'll be fascinating to witness everything that will come out
3: and yeah lastly just want to highlight it's not just the nba that he affected Mm -hmm. you see soccer players honoring kobe as neymar Neymar. Mm um, and Kobe was the biggest proponent and supporter of women's basketball mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a lot of those young girls yesterday played and were affected and heartbroken yeah. I mean Kobe has four daughters so yeah I mean yeah. obviously he was the biggest supporter and he was a role model for a
1: lot of them mm-hmm. tennis players just Everybody. The Pro Bowl. that You saw the mm-hmm. sack celebration yeah. where they did the Kobe Jab mm-hmm. that fade away. We saw um, so, Tiger Woods was emotional yeah. after his even, golf tournament. Even you know? the Grammys last night. Mm-hmm. And this is something that happened yesterday. So you know they had to <clears throat> rush to put something together. But they had a Nipsey Hussle tribute. And in the final, uh, the final act of the, the performance, they showed a picture of Nipsey Hussle and they showed a picture of Kobe Bryant. And... You know the fact that they put that together that quickly for somebody like Kobe just speaks to you know the mm-hmm. the mutual respect because there were there's a lot of people who had a lot of different opinions on Kobe Bryant and that that's you know all that aside I don't think there's anyone that didn't respect him as a person and as mm-hmm. a basketball player definitely. All right, I think that'll do it for our
0: um, special episode on the the tragic passing of Kobe Bryant. Um, thank you so much for listening. I think it's important not only that we share what made Kobe so special, but that I hope this episode allows every listener and, and really just everyone out there to find the piece of Kobe that affected them and really, you know, get given the wake of this tragedy, uh, tragedy, really make sure that they, um, you know, and, and, um, work on themselves as people and, and as, you know, people with relationships to others and, and, and people that mean something to others that, that, um, You know, they they, they take this tragedy and find some solace in it by improving on themselves, building better connections with people, you know, working harder, loving harder. And I think that would be the best way to honor Kobe Bryant as someone who worked harder and loved harder than most people. Mm -hmm. Well said. Mm -hmm. And again, for Eddie, Reagan, Julio, Cam, thanks for listening.